0: Welcome to the Organizing Ideas podcast. I'm Karen.
1: And I'm Allison. And we are two new librarians slash archivists and your hosts for this podcast. Together,
0: we're taking a closer look at the relationships between organizing information and community organizing, how libraries and archives are never neutral, and what we mean when we say that knowledge is power. We are recording on the unceded and ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. Today
1: we're reflecting on the podcast so far, sharing some of our plans and hopes for the new years, even the new decade. (laughs) Not that we've had this (laughs) podcast for a decade, but you know, and also featuring some really lovely feedback from our listeners. So thank you to those of you who sent us voicemails. Uh, We really appreciate it. They were super sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think we're going to start with a little introduction for people who are maybe newer to the podcast, getting to know us for the first time. And for those of you who's been listening for a while, just to let you know what's new with us. I mean, it's been like... We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're kind of the same, but it's been like yeah. three months that we've been doing this now and we didn't plan to do it every week. No. <laughs> but there's been so much to talk about that we have. Um, and yeah, three months later, older, wiser... Better looking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What to do with you, Karen? Um, I'm working at a public library part-time. It's really lovely, very emotionally draining after all the social interaction of the day, but I really, really like it. It's a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot.
1: Um, And I have one more semester of library school. You're so close to being done. Yeah. Are, Are you leaning more towards maybe working in public libraries after graduation now, based on that work experience? Um, do you know?
0: I think so. I think I always was kind of like, I don't want to be at, like, an academic library, but I like special collections, and that's always in an academic
1: library. We have special yeah. collections at the public library I work at. Yeah. Just, I know. I've never been up those stairs, Just though. say it. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to come, be, yeah. my, be my work friend. Let's mm-hmm. um, cool. with you.
0: Have anything changed Uh, since the
1: summer when we started making this i was working at two library systems i quit one of them because (laughs) precarious work sucks and i never had days off because Mm. i would work all the time days and days i had a time this summer when i worked like 20 something days in a row and it was horrible yeah anyways so yeah and uh so i'm working at only one system now which is better for me
0: You can focus more of your energy on one thing.
1: Yeah, Um. yeah, it's good. It's better for my mental health. I feel lucky that the situation at that library right now is such where I get enough work to work at just one library because I know a lot of people working in precarious positions don't get enough hours reliably enough Mm -hmm. to just work one place. So I feel lucky that that's the case right now. Uh, It may change. I don't know. We're remodeling our staffing designs. I don't know if I'm cautiously optimistic or Mm. pessimistic or what I am about Mm. it, but we'll see. (laughs) the other new thing is that both of us are working on some cool stuff for the BC Library Association Conference, which will be in April. And I don't think any of it's public, so we can't tell you. But What I will say for people listening is that we are both working on sessions that will happen, and they are on themes related to the things we talk about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. There may even be some familiar voices Mm. from the podcast, I think, right? I hope so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the BCLA conference is April 15th to 17th of 2020 and it's in richmond british columbia and the theme is libraries democracy in
1: action yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i think that'll be super interesting. so it's gonna be interesting and if you follow us on twitter you see that we often retweet red librarian who is sam popovich and has a really interesting book about libraries and democracy and uh curious to see what conversations happen at this conference about that anyways yeah come to the conference if you want to attend our fun panels, mm-hmm. things or yeah. whatever
0: and if you can't like let us know what questions you have because you know conferences are expensive or maybe you're not in vancouver so i think it'd be great if we pass like ask any questions that people have and then we can share what
1: we learn yeah yeah live vicariously yeah. through our twitter <laughs>
0: have we been learning or what kind of questions do we have while doing this podcast project I learned I love spreadsheets and I love it when they're colorful
1: as I joked earlier <laughs> when we were preparing our notes for this I did not learn that I've known that since the first semester <laughs> of library school when you created beautiful shared spreadsheets and folders for all of our readings that everyone used and it was like
0: it overwhelmed some people I remember someone was like I couldn't look at it I can't Like they couldn't stand seeing every single reading that we
1: had to do in one place. I loved it. I was like, wow, library school. I really found my fellow spreadsheet nerds. Yeah, It's not everyone, but there's a, there's a over-representation of spreadsheet nerds in library school, I'm sure. Yeah. And if none of you have seen our spreadsheets, I know this, only the two of us have seen them, but they're very beautiful. They're color-coded in a little rainbow and they look really good and we're so organized so thank you karen if anyone wants my spreadsheets for library school i can send them to you (laughs) yeah worth it uh we've learned a lot of other things too we've talked to a lot of different people and every single interview has had many new lessons and interesting topics Mm -hmm. come up and i've learned a lot in each one but i think what's interesting to me at this point is noticing the themes and stuff that keeps coming up in different episodes um in almost every episode we've talked about community-led work and what it means to work with communities and who the different communities are for different organizations and different people I think back a lot on the precarious labor precarious
0: work episode episode uh three with um Ian and Ted and I think a lot about what Jorge said in his episode about how community-led work is different for everyone and that's been super interesting also super complex because then like what does it look like for you then um it's hard to know and like that takes time and so talking with evie uh with andrea lemoyne's whose episode will come up in january i've been learning a lot
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and this you know the precarious work thing has has tied in a bit with the theme around professionalization uh what that means it's a really complicated phenomenon i think that ted really highlighted that for us in the episode um, number three but it's complicated it can be really exclusionary and a gatekeeping mechanism you know related to library school and who does library school and who can afford library school and who gets encouraged to go to library school Mm -hmm. which makes me think back to
0: the like the first proper episode we we recorded with Victoria Gomez on student government because Victoria is super involved and I think she does a lot of good stuff and she has a lot of questions and goals that she wants to meet and that's really inspiring Um, and also sometimes really frustrating to hear when I hear about her frustrations and the barriers and challenges that she faces with getting you know the stuff that she wants done
1: yeah yeah another theme that's come up a lot is that libraries really need to address transphobia and it's interesting because this week became public that Seattle Public Library has also accepted a room booking featuring Megan Murphy as a speaker through a group, um, a local group in Seattle, I think, called uh, Women's Liberation Front, Wolf, and um, This has got to stop. (laughs) It uh, has been interesting seeing conversations online about it, hearing what trans and non-binary library workers in Seattle um, are observing and community members there, like the real um, lack of learning from other people's mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, I think that we need to keep talking about transphobia in libraries, how it manifests, how it harms people. Um, how else we need to imagine Mm -hmm. intellectual freedom and community work and how we prioritize our values, things like that. I wanted to shout out the, I just read a couple weeks ago, Steven Kruger's um, book, Supporting Trans People in Libraries. And it's a really good primer for people interested in working on this in their libraries. There's a lot of like really concrete suggestions in that book. Um, a lot of personal experience, both from Stephen and other community members, and uh, I would definitely recommend that as a, as a good starting place. And I would say that it's so important, because I saw on Twitter this week too a lot of people sharing tweets, asking like, hey librarians, what are you doing in your library? And people sharing lots of ideas, which is really cool. Uh, and I want to encourage people who are taking those actions or asking that question and trying to gain inspiration from other people to ask trans people and trans library workers and trans community members in your community specifically what you can be doing better i think a lot of good ideas get shared that way but then i also think sometimes these like kind of universalizing yeah ideas get shared that lack local context or nuance yeah 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 avi talked about that really articulately
0: mm-hmm yeah, I really loved Avi's episode on queer knowledge organization. So the episode was about cataloging systems and like classification, like how do we organize stuff? And Avi works with Out on the Shelves Library and you know took the time to, to learn about what was working, what doesn't, and really talked to a lot of the volunteers, a lot of the people who use the, the community library to create a system that works and that changes and responds because you know things aren't static things change all the time uh so that was super neat and i had didn't know that much about cataloging
1: yeah the other voice that echoes in my head on this topic um is is nico who in our interview kept reiterating that trans community members in toronto Went to the board meeting. We're asking to have their voices heard. We're giving feedback, and we're really mm-hmm. ignored and not listened to. Shelby touched on that a bit, and Alicia Elliott touched on that in terms of the work that allies do. and And I think that it's really important though when when community members are trying to say stuff to us, we're listening. Mm-hmm. Any other themes that uh, came up that we want to touch on? Been talking a lot
0: about capitalism, white supremacy. Something that I really want to talk more about was um, in the rare books and manuscripts section conference recap that I did. Mariel submitted a clip talking about the booksellers showcase, uh, which was a big part of the conference that I wasn't able to touch on in that episode. And she talked about you know how people sell books and mentioned you know the politics and the relationships that exist around donor relations and buying books, which obviously shape the collections that we have in libraries, which, you know, then shapes professionalization and just how we view, I guess, certain parts of the library and archives world. And that's something that I haven't really been able to learn too much in library school. So super interesting. Mm
1: hmm. So, we're going to share with you now a few clips that we've gotten from people with what you've been learning or found interesting in the podcast so far. And thank you again for those of you who sent these in. They were a joy to listen Mm -hmm. to, Karen and I. Super sweet. Yeah. We're really grateful, Um, and and that's not just because you say nice things about us, which is also nice, (laughs) (laughs) but but because it means a lot to know that people are listening and care about this and have ideas for where we where we could head next. And Mm -hmm. we, yeah, we more stuff put in my colorful spreadsheet. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Hi, organizing ideas podcast. Karen and Allison, (laughs) this is Andrea. I did the artwork for your logo. You may recall. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this podcast. I appreciate thoughtfulness and level of nuance you and your guests bring to all the discussions. I learn a lot from the way that you and your guests. sort of uncoil the profession and workplace social norms or everyday practices, specific policies and processes, which may seem benign, um, and, you know, values and I guess so-called common sense on the job. Um, I like how you slow those things down in such a thoughtful way that leave a lot to reflect on. So thank you for that. I personally would love to hear an episode dedicated to how and if and where libraries are serving people and families experiencing incarceration and what libraries can do to support them if they're not already proactively doing so. Yeah, just like what's the capacity, limitations, et cetera. Um, I know Manitoba Library Association has a prison library committee, or did, I guess. I don't know if they do anymore. But I'm curious to hear from some people working outside of a Canadian federal prison library. I think perhaps just like insights and ideas from people who are working in the periphery or through outreach and volunteer library programs in the system. Either way, I'm looking forward to whatever you have planned next. Thank you. I'll add that there are many Reddit forums dedicated to people complaining about their MLIS degree or passionately urging others not to get it. I think that I could not easily or in good faith suggest the degree itself to anyone. i um, sort of surprised they finished it. But I love working as a librarian. So I'm loving episode. I don't know who you would talk to about this. Like you'd have a hard time getting someone who works in an MLIS program admitting that the program is super flawed. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to hear this, like to hear what kind of information sharing happens between the institutions which accredit the degree and the jobs which exist out in the real world. Yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe you could find some retired MLIS uh, dean or someone <laughs> who's like willing to not, you know, risk their job or like uh, I don't know, doesn't care about the brand of the school anymore. Just get some, you know, honest talk about that degree, school, etc. Thanks. Dear Organizing Ideas, Uh, my name is Ben, an early career librarian currently based out of Nova Scotia. Just wanted to thank you for all of the work that you're doing. You do amazing work, um, whether it's with trans issues, with LGBTQ issues in public libraries, in community-embedded librarianship, public programming, precarity. All amazing work. Um, Yeah, I'd just like to thank you Um, in terms of other things you might want to think about looking into in the new year, uh, I'd be really interested to know more about just like how to navigate spaces between, say, practicing librarians and librarian um, administration. Because it does seem there's a cultural divide there, as recent issues in the field have kind of shown. And unpacking that would be really, I think, uh, rewarding, particularly for earlier career librarians who are trying to get their start, Um, as well as neurodiversity issues particularly of interest to me. So happy holidays and keep on being amazing.
3: Hello, lovely people at Organizing Ideas podcast. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. And as the first one, it has been uh, a complete honor to have that title and also to listen to all the other wonderful guests on your podcast. You two make such a great team and it has been such a pleasure to listen to all the things you talk about. Um, And it was wonderful to be made to feel like I had some kind of expertise and someone who doesn't have any like, well, very much experience in libraries or in the quote unquote real world. Um, as someone who spends a lot of her time in the student world, you guys made me feel fantastic. And I really, really would love to see you guys talk to just more people, all the people. You guys do such a great job. And um, I really hope that you know that you are doing a wonderful thing. And I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Um, so, yeah, have a wonderful holiday. Merry, merry days, merry winter. Be festive and restive. Thanks. Hi, it's Victoria again. I'm sending another uh, voice message because the last one was really short and I didn't have time to say that um, my favorite part of your podcast has been whenever you ask people about um, the projects that they're working on, whether that's like a thesis or, you know, the latest um, piece of advocacy they're doing, I think it's really, really engaging and exciting to hear what people are um, are involved with, what they're passionate about, um, especially because you know, a lot of times we don't get to hear that when all we're asking is, where do you work? You know, where are you studying? We don't get to hear a lot of what people are actually um, doing their best work in. So keep it up. Hi, Allison and Karen. Thanks for creating such an insightful podcast. I really appreciate that you transcribe every episode and I look forward to whatever you do next.
0: So some topics and episodes that uh, we'll have for January, which we have basically covered, which is so exciting. Um, there's an episode with Amy Perrault and Sarah Dupont from UBC Library on you know, Indigenous and Métis community and library information initiatives, which there's so much more to talk about there. We talked with Andrea Lemoynes, who's a community organizer in Philadelphia For the public library. Yes, which is called the free library. Yeah. uh, Which we'll still talk about. It's such an
1: interesting episode. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. It was a great conversation because what we really dove into is the difference between community-led library work and community organizing and how power operates in those two spheres. And, ooh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. That was such a fun conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Later today, we're going to be interviewing Krista McCracken and uh, Lara Maestro, and talking to the two of them about all kinds of interesting things. We also have a wish list of who we're hoping to talk Mm -hmm. to in the new year, and we've kind of themed it for ourselves to, um, I don't know, give us some directions. So we have a theme around children, teen, and youth services, Mm -hmm. which is something we haven't gotten into that much yet, but we really want to dive into. Uh, with the lead up to BC Library Association conference, we've got some folks we want to talk to about democracy and libraries. We have a lot of people that we want to talk to, a lot of black librarians and a lot of Asian librarians about uh, the work that they're doing, especially in like community local histories, um, digital archives, mm-hmm. kind of realm. Yeah.
0: There are a few conferences that are coming up over the summer, so hopefully we can maybe record there or like recap with people that are attending during and after. I kind of put the rest of the, well basically all of 2020 in a spreadsheet, and so it's been really cool to see like what kind of topics would we want to cover, so like for example end of August I think it'd be nice to talk about back to school, which hopefully I won't be doing.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but we've got lots of space too so um we're looking forward to getting more ideas Um, so please do send us suggestions
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one thing we also wanted to talk about was just how we podcast um because we started this kind of like just out of nowhere in in the summer and we were like how do we do this we'll just figure it out
1: yeah so we started off we were we we used the vancouver public libraries um inspiration lab mm-hmm. of, quite a few times and also the um but osborne recording studio at the not branch and at those two libraries they have all the mics set up and everything and that was really great to get us started and then andrea like the dreamy angel of our podcast who did the art and then lent us her recorder Mm -hmm. um that's often what we use
0: for the public libraries if you use their lab you do have to book two weeks in advance Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of the challenges is just booking time and scheduling but yeah if we're at home or not at the lab we use a handheld recorder
1: Mm mm-hmm We've also recorded a couple of episodes remotely where we have held the recorder up to my phone microphone (laughs) and also where we've recorded in Skype which has worked quite well and then we edit in Audacity which is free and open source Mm -hmm. and we have had a few people ask us they're like I want to start a podcast and yeah there's a lot of
0: YouTube tutorials for like how to use it
1: and then we usually listen back to the audio in like VLC media player that we can slow down. I use a program called Inkscribe, I-N-Q-Scribe because I have a transcription pedal from my old job (laughs) back in the day when I used to transcribe all the time um what does a transcription pedal do it's like I plug it into the USB port on my laptop and it looks like a pedal for a sewing machine or maybe Mm. on a piano and when I tap it with my foot it plays and then when I tap it again it stops Mm. and then there's two pedals on the sides to fast forward and rewind but I don't use them very much but yeah that's what I used to do in my undergrad to make money transcribe stuff Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Uh we upload our episodes to Anchor Fm which is an all in one platform owned by Spotify and it kinda distributes the episodes to different platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Yeah. I also do the music for like the like the intro, so but I think there's a lot of um free, open access, like music jingles online.
1: But people like your jingles the best. Oh, thank you. (laughs) People always say, oh, who did the music? It's so good. I'm like, yeah, Karen. (laughs) So yeah, we've kind of approached this as like a learn the absolute minimum we need to to get the thing Mm -hmm. out. And uh, it's gone pretty well so far. If you are, you know, a listener or a reader and you ever have suggestions for how we could improve Mm -hmm. what we're doing for our editing or for the transcription or anything like that to make it better quality or more accessible, please let us know. We, uh... Really appreciate the suggestions because we haven't dived super deep into this, and we're learning as we go. Mm-hmm. One other thing that we talk about a little bit because you know, as we mentioned earlier, we intended this to be a once a week or once every two weeks mm-hmm. podcast. It's ended up being a weekly podcast. I would say, I would guess that for every one hour episode we put out. We spend at least an hour planning it, Mm -hmm. like emailing and drafting questions and stuff like that. Probably an hour and a half recording the thing. Editing Um, takes about the same time, I mean a little bit longer. mm -hmm. Transcribing
0: takes about like 1.5 to 2 times longer just because I mm -hmm. slow it down and it takes a while. And then sometimes, well every time I have to um, research because there's a lot of links or just resources that people refer to and I include that. Um,
1: as like links that you know listeners can also go to afterwards and then once it's all packaged up and ready we usually have a, some back and forth with the person to make sure that the transcript looks good to them and if there's any edits they want we can make those and then we got to get it all loaded up on our blog and on anchor and distributed and then we got to tweet about it
0: <laughs> which allison is very good at <laughs>
1: uh yeah my old job in social media became useful for something (laughs) no it was it was useful at the time but anyways yeah so I would say for every one hour episode we put out we probably spend like 10 hours wow really well we split the work between yeah we split the work and usually one of us will do all the editing and transcription Mm -hmm. for one episode and then the other one will do the next weeks
2: yeah
0: and then recently because it's been the end of semester I've been super busy so Allison has been picking up more on that end and
1: that's been super helpful and then Yeah. It's my payback for you making all our spreadsheets. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um it takes a lot of time. So we wanted to just acknowledge that to you, our listeners. Not to, like, garner sympathy or something, (laughs) but so that you know that we put a lot of energy into this and we really enjoy it. And if you can help, we have ways you can help. But also because we want to prevent ourselves from burning out on this. We like doing it. Mm -hmm. And part of that is having people help us out. And part of that is also just, like, being able to talk about it and if we ever can't put an episode out or um, need more time or miss something which also happens Um, we appreciate when people let us know Mm -hmm. that we've made a mistake or that we've missed something so that we can address that and we appreciate your like patience and and care when we make mistakes as it happens And there's other ways you can support beyond sending us suggestions. Some things that would be really helpful for us if you have the inclination, the time, the energy, the desire. uh, Because uh, it is a lot of work to put one of these episodes out every week and it brings us great joy to do Mm -hmm. so. Uh, Don't get me wrong, we like doing it. I always wish I could just do this and not my homework. Yeah. (laughs) And this isn't where it turns into a plug for money because we're, we're not really there as a podcast. It's mm-hmm. not what we're doing. But if you have any interest in helping us with things like editing the audio for the episodes or transcribing, um, because it's really important to us that we have transcripts that go up with our episodes every time. Uh, or... or even
0: if it's like providing the timestamps for the transcriptions or if you think, sometimes I think like a summary of like, we talk about this thing. Here at this time, I think that would also be helpful because it's hard to do that while transcribing at the same time. And then, yeah, and there's just not that much time for me to go back and listen and do it all over again.
1: Yeah. Or if you want to send us voice clips, we we collected some for this episode. We've collected them in the past for our episode on Toronto Public Library and transphobia um, when we had Alicia Elliott on, and we love getting those voice mm-hmm. clips. We would like to incorporate more of them. So if we yeah. are ever talking about a topic and you have a thought, or if you want to send us like the Vocal equivalent of a letter to the editor and comment on a thing from an episode. Just do it. It's really easy to do on uh, the link that we've posted. You just click a button and it records <laughs> from your phone mic. It's really easy. You can also
0: write something if you have some thoughts, I and mean, we can read it out for you, anonymous anonymously or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd like to we'd like to incorporate more perspectives and voices into the podcast than we can do just with the interviews. So please send us those things, and uh, you know the perk for for these is uh you get to talk to us. No <laughs> the perk for these things, especially with the things like transcribing or helping us with timestamps or editing like Karen was saying, is that you get early access Ooh. to the juicy episodes. Yeah. All mm-hmm. you get all the scoop. <laughs> I I don't know, I text too much. My brain is like fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire <laughs> emoji. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm.
0: We'd love to thank all of the guests that have been on since we started this podcast. So Victoria Gomez, Ian Henninger, Ted Lee, Jorge Cardenas, um, Alicia Elliott, with voice clips from John, Liana, Nico, and some others. Evie Trong, Avi Grudner, voice clips from Aola White, Aramis Sanchez, and uh, Mario Stockton, um, Nico Stratus, um, and Shelby Miller.
1: Yeah, thank you all so much for joining us on the podcast. It was great to talk to all of you. And, mm-hmm. and we also appreciate your support and, and promotion that a lot of you did for um, getting the word out about this as we're so new. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much to
0: Andrea for our really gorgeous, beautiful art. Allison turned it into this
1: wonderful PowerPoint template. And now we just got to do more presentations so we can use this template. (laughs) On that note, thank you Code for Lib for having us present a lightning talk at the conference at the end of November. And I also want to shout out to the gender variant LIS Slack group. That Steven Kruger uh, created and and maintains. I have had some good conversations on there recently, and it's a great community. And if you are gender variant, you know if you're trans, if you're non-binary, anywhere within within those realms, and you uh, work in libraries in some way, and you want to join that Slack group, you can message Steven Kruger on Twitter and get added to it. And it's a really great community, and especially with all the transphobic yes happening right now it's really nice to have a space to go and and talk to people who share those experiences and who want to support one another Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you and thank Thank you to our friends who tell Mm -hmm. us that (laughs) they listen and yeah we love it. i do want
0: to say i'm (laughs) deeply uncomfortable with like compliments but i do appreciate it very much and i'm sorry if i run away (laughs)
1: Yeah, so thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us so far. We can't wait to get some of this juicy content into your ears or eyeballs or, you know, consciousness in the new year. (laughs) If you want to reach us, we are on Twitter at OrganizingPod. That has a Z, not an S. Our email is OrganizingIdeasPod at gmail.com. And our website is OrganizingIdeasPod.wordpress.com.
2: Bye.